Support for this podcast comes from Davis Malm. If you're a buyer, seller, investor, or lender, Davis Malm attorneys know each deal has unique needs and requirements. Building client relationships one transaction at a time. More at davismalm.com. D-A-V-I-S-M-A-L-M dot com. WBUR Podcasts, Boston. I'm Daryl C. Murphy, and you're listening to The Common. WBUR associate producer for newsletters, Hannah Ali. Welcome back. Daryl, I'm happy to be back. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, indeed. Happy to have you. you ju- you're just a, a burst of sunshine. Thank Walking you. through the doors. You have something that's going to make us smile today. Yes, we're going to be talking about rocks. Yes, but check it out. We're saying rocks because you wrote a piece for The Weekender, which is WBUR's Saturday morning newsletter. Yep. A story about stone walls. Now, that's two separate words, folks. Stone walls. This is a relic from New England history. Yep. I'll let you take it from here. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, these these stone walls or field stone walls, as some people call them, are all over New England. They crisscross the region. And I wasn't really aware of them. Uh, The idea really came to me from my building supervisor. Uh He knows I work here. And he came up to me and was like, I have an idea for you to report on. How about the stone walls that are in the woods in Massachusetts? And I was like, I've never even seen these. Let me do some research into them only to find that these are this massive historical relic that exists, like, throughout the region, and also, like, people are obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like, all right, I need to I need to get an expert on this. Um, so I was lucky enough to interview Dr. Robert Thurston, who is over at University of Connecticut, and he gave me the rundown on all of these walls that, I don't know, seem to have a hold on people. So— we're going to get to the hold. Yes. We're going to get to the hold very soon. But yes. for folks trying to picture what, what we're talking about, describe what a stone wall looks like in New England. You may have gone past one on a hike without even even really noticing it. There are large stones stacked up on top of each other. They'll be larger at the base, generally smaller at the top. They're about three feet in height. Pretty unassuming and sturdy, but they actually used to exist as property boundaries for people's personal farmland, whether they were keeping in crops or livestock or something like that. These short little rock walls were uh, the piece that let you know this area has been settled at some point. You can see them, you know, like sort of tucked away on the sides of the road. We see that, you know, like sort of unsettled land um, each as the highway cuts through. And you can see them. You can see them on the highway. How far back? Do these stone walls go? Pre-Civil War. So we're going back, back, back. So these walls are all over the region, right? Yeah. Do you have a sense of, let's say, how much mileage do these walls cover in the region? Yeah. So experts actually estimate there are around 240,000 miles of these walls that were originally laid down, Mm -hmm. made basically just by piling stone Throughout New England. So that's about 18 times the length of the Great Wall of China. Wow. Today, they think there's approximately 100,000. Okay. Yeah. So that's still a lot. That is still a ton. Yeah. 
Yeah. Tons and tons and tons. <laughs> of rocks. <laughs> now, yeah. where did all these rocks come from? It's actually pretty interesting. The rocks came from the land. They were constructed really to deal with an excess of stones in the soil. So while farmers were tilling their land, they seemed to come across huge massive pieces of stone in the soil that had been moved centuries prior through uh, glaciers that came through Massachusetts. But the rocks buried themselves miles deep into the soil, and as people were sort of tilling the fields, they're coming across big hunks of stone that had broken off mountains and been, you know, just like wedged deep. And they had to do something with them. The farmers would just sort of pile the stones they would come across along the fence line. And in the off-season, or after a while, they'd realize they'd accumulated enough rock to make a wall. And they would make a wall around their land, around their crops. So those existed basically to deal with a problem. Wow. And we're talking pre-Civil War at this point. Yeah. Yeah. When you say pre-Civil War. Yeah. Who was building these walls? Now that is a great question. I personally asked that myself because I was like, let's be honest, who who was putting up those rocks? Who was yeah. putting them up? Some very heavy rocks. Um. <laughs> So what what I was told was it could have been the farmer, it could have been his family, it could have been an enslaved person, it could have been an indentured servant. It, you know, there were a bunch of different uh, possibilities, but it was generally anybody who was tilling and working the land. Got it. A lot of hands went into making these stone walls. Absolutely. I mean... A lot of different hands. Either over the course of, you know, the off-season, in the summer... Or while they were actually tilling the land, pulling the stones one by one. All right, Hannah, thank you for all that history. But we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, I want to talk about the fandom of these walls. (laughs) So we'll be right back. The world's clean energy future relies on ancient elements still in the ground. Without mining, there will not be a clean energy transition. But pulling them out of the ground comes at an environmental and human cost. Mining is intrusive, but the results are the building blocks for products that we use every single day. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. Join me on point for Elements of Energy, Mining for a Green Future, five special episodes. Listen and follow On Point wherever you get your podcasts. Did you kill Marlene Johnson? I think you're one of the first people to have actually asked. From WBUR and ZSP Media, this is Beyond All Repair. A new podcast about an unsolved murder that will leave you questioning everything. Somebody should be in jail for murdering my sister. A woman who's never been believed. As long as they think I have done this, then they're not looking for who actually did this. And that's what makes it a cold case. No, it's a botched case. And a search for the truth, once and for all. Wow, it just gets more interesting. Beyond All Repair. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Be careful. You're digging in a place that's been very peaceful for a while. Do it anyway. Dig.
And we're back with WBUR associate producer for newsletters, Hannah Ali. All right, Hannah. So we're in here talking about the stone walls of New England. Yes. You gave us a nice rundown of how they got here and the history behind them. But I want to talk about the fans. The stone stands. (laughs) The barrier bunch. The wall fam, if you will. How deep does people's love for these walls go? Really deep. I personally was really surprised. This has been the most emails I've received on any weekender I've written. And I've written a lot of different newsletters. And as I was sort of like going around uh, talking to people in my life about the piece that I was writing, my cousin and her husband, they hike a lot. And I asked them, like, are you guys familiar with these stone walls at all? And her husband's head, like, popped up and was like, am I familiar? Like, this <laughs> this is something I'm really into. And it turns he out was waiting for that so moment. many people are into the, he was He was ready to talk about them. People are really into these. You know what's coming to mind for yeah. me? I think it's how people in Boston are really affectionate towards triple-deckers. Yes, yes. Right? Something that is a cultural marker of yeah. our landscape. Robert Frost even wrote a poem about them. But another New England celebrity seemed to proclaim her love for these stone walls on her Instagram a little while ago. Who might this be? Are you familiar with Glenn Close? Yes, Fatal Attraction. Yep. Yeah. Yep. When I picture Glenn Close, I definitely think of her as Cruella DeVille in 101 Dalmatians. She posted a photo of some stone walls that she came across on a walk. And I mean, she's like, she's like a classic grandma on Instagram, like just like posting a selfie, posting her walk, hanging out with people. Um, <laughs> she posted a photo of these stone walls and wrote a very long caption. <laughs> but it kind of kicks off with her saying, I get a frizzin every time I see these old stone walls in the woods. They are venerable monuments to a vanished landscape. She goes on to say that, like, all this labor went into them and just waxes poetic for a little while about them. But at the end, really just clears it off with, I'm a New Englander. These walls are in my DNA. And she's from Connecticut. Damn. (laughs) Yeah. Deep. The deep connection. I know. It's 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 really something like I mean at this point now I'm like I, I gotta go on a hike and see some. Like I'm yeah, yeah, I'm curious now because I'm thinking to myself, have I seen a wall and just walked by it? Like, yeah. okay, that's interesting. People can actually see these walls from the comfort of their home, right? Like there's a way to look at a map and see where they're all laid out throughout the region, right? Yeah, so you'll be able to see them in New Hampshire only right now. Okay. Lots of different projects have been using LIDAR. Are you familiar with LIDAR? No, hit me. LIDAR <laughs> LIDAR stands for Light Detection and Ranging. It's this interesting laser technology that's used to see beneath forest cover and see things in your uh, general range. People use it to find ancient Mayan ruins. But right now, they're using it to find stone walls in New Hampshire. Oh, wow. Um, so you can go on the New Hampshire Stonewall Mapper and check out the walls that have already been detected with LIDAR technology. And you can contribute your own data. If you're a, if you're a Granite State resident and you, you know of a wall that isn't already on the map, go in there, you know, document it. It's a citizen science project, which I think is so much fun. It really shows the amount of passion passion that people have for it. So Hannah, if I want to go out and see some of these walls, where can I go? 
you know, you don't have to drive too far. There are plenty of stone walls over in Minuteman National Historical Park. That's in Concord, Lexington, and Lincoln, Massachusetts. Those sort of snake through all through the park, and they make for a really nice uh, walk, especially now that we're going to have some milder weather this upcoming weekend. And then in the summer, if you're going down the Cape or to the islands or anything like that, Cape Cod has a lot of stone walls. Uh, So does Block Island and Martha's Vineyard. So you can go check them out there, too. All right. Stone walls, everybody. Go for a walk. And uh, hey, if you find a stone wall, send us a picture on Instagram. Please do. I want to see it. WBUR The Common. We want to see it. All right. Hannah. Yes. This has been fun. This has been a fabulous time. Who knew rocks could be so fun? Thank you for putting us on to the stone walls of New England. I mean, it feels like we're hopping on the wagon kind of late. Everyone seems to have been into them already. You know what? But I'm pretty sure we're welcome. I'm pretty sure they, they're they happy we're here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's WBUR associate producer for newsletters, Hannah Ali. And that's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening to The Common. Listen, folks, I'm serious. Send us your stone wall pics. Hit us up on Instagram at WBURTheCommon or send us an email at thecommon at WBUR.org. I'm Daryl C. Murphy, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.